So welcome to the County Live podcast with Chris Ridgway and Martin Johnston. So, Chris, there's no way of avoiding it. Let's just go straight into the the bad stuff. The horror show. The horror show. 6-0 win and then two losses on the bounce. Yeah. It was quite interesting hearing Jim Jim's post-match uh, from Telford the other day saying that he, he hated a 6-0 win uh, because it, it kind of covers up things. It papers over cracks, if you like, you know, and the fans all go away buzzing, you know, uh, 6-0, great, you know, you're talking about the, the second goal and the third goal and whatever else, but he's seeing, well, we've got away with things there, uh, things that have then been exposed, I, I will give it, I, f- I feel a bit of lenience because it, there was a lot of elements going against him, especially on Tuesday, um, which really sort of hampered preparation, but ultimately fans aren't going to be happy. The York defeat you kind of take on the chin there, they're a tough team, but Telford are a team we've got to be turning over, we've got to be turning over teams like Telford and to to be not only defeated but defeated in that manner I know it's not good enough and Jim will certainly know it's not good enough so there's a lot to pick over there yeah I mean we were buzzing after you you know we couldn't help it we were we were buzzing after yeah. after Southport um and yeah I suppose let's let's go backwards the thing about Telford it was a makeshift side yeah. they it had you know had certain choices to make and as Jim always does it's always an interesting you know, way to address things, and you know, he want he wanted he knew Dixon was fit, he knew he was match fit, so he wanted to get him in the side, and that was probably one of the one of the high points. It was, and give him his give. You've got to give Jim credit for the first half, like you say, it was it was makeshift. There, there were last minute changes sprung into you know into place. One of one of which was Adam Thomas, a guy who's had more time off uh, in the last couple of years with injuries than any player should have throughout a career. You know, he's had something like five performance, five games in, in in two years or something, because it's something ridiculous because of injuries. He comes on, uh, his first start in however long, he gets played in a completely foreign position. You know, he's, this is a guy who's playing attacking midfield. He's been put right back, uh, and Jim's obviously just told the lads go out swinging, and they did that. They scored two goals. They came from behind twice. Mm. Uh, he's then had to go off uh, with a slight knock and. Injuries and fatigue, and not fatigue. Sorry, the, the just the confusion, I guess, from being played in different positions and you trained in the night before. They took their toll, and I think this is one of the hard times of being a football fan, certainly a Stockport County fan. Uh, what I would say, and people are going to give us a bit of a bit of stick here. I'm sure you and I will both feel the burden of it on Twitter. Um, oh, you know, they're they're sort of happy clappers or whatever. But I, as a fan, forget all broadcasting responsibilities and friends within the ground and whatever as a fan I'd always say we, we can't start shouting panic overboard uh, off the couple of the bad results you know we're 10 games into the season now we're not where we want to be but we've certainly got a manager who knows what he's doing he knows what it takes he knows it's not good enough and I for one have got faith in him that he'll turn this around yeah and there are some very good players for this level at oh. this club you know still unbeaten at home Really, really harder to beat Stockport County at home. There's, there's lots of positives, and as you say, you know York are a very good side. That would have been a good result to get. Mm. And given, as you say, you know the, the makeshift positions, it's not the end of the world. It's just a little bit, and and it's still early enough to turn things around. It's just a little bit. Two defeats in a week, and Telford, who hadn't won, <laughs> who hadn't won at home, they have now. <laughs> well, it's a it's a big ask because it was spoke about at the start of the season that you can't lose more than seven games. 
you know, if you're gonna if, if you're gonna win the league or certainly top two or three, you can't lose more than seven games, and we're pretty much at seven now. It's you know, so it's it's a big ask, but we've been dealt a little bit of good fortune in that this season the the league have gone for the pretty bizarre decision of of extending those playoff places, so you can finish seventh and and still theoretically go up if we get in the playoffs, be it in second place or seventh place. I would bet my last dollar that Jim Gannon will take us up. Uh, if he gets in those playoffs, I don't see any team in the league, York, Salford, anybody, beating County over two legs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah, I think it was always going to be a, a big ask to actually be champions, mm-hmm. you know, with the budget and, you know, with the other extenuating circumstances. So, yeah, so I think playoffs were, were should have principally been the aim. And, that you know, that's still very much the target. And should still be the target, and, and and as you say, I think coming into those, nobody would fancy playing us in in the playoffs. They wouldn't, and I think other, certain other things you've, you've you've got to remember. You look at the other teams who are sort of above us in the table at the moment, and you think, are they going to be able to last the season up there? Spennymore, Blythe Spartans, you know, they they all right, they've come in and they've done really well. Spennymore in particular, County played on the opening day, and they kind of gave us a little bit of a, a surprise, a bit of a nasty awakening, if you like, to the new season. Uh, and you think, well, all right, well, they they could be up there come the end of the season, especially as they won six <laughs> 0 away well, the other yeah, night. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it's it's a great result for them. But can they keep that up all season? Brackley, uh, you know, they all right, they they kind of caught a few people off guard last season, and this season people expected them to be a lot stronger. Of course, they got a lot of that Solihull team uh, that was so rampant in the division. But you think, can they keep that up all season? Can can Bradford PA, who you know Bradford Park Avenue, currently above us in the league, can they keep that up all season? My suspect is probably not. Uh, and if they can't keep it up all season, if if the teams above us can't keep that up all season, particularly teams like Spennymore uh, and Blythe Spartans, who give them credit, have just come up and they've done really well. Can they keep it up all season? No. And if can we finish above those? They're in the playoffs, surely. So yeah, it's start it's starting to feel a bit twitchy, but panicking would be a ridiculous thing to do. Now, so let's talk about players. So let's go straight in. Who's your player of the week? My player of the week just gone. Yep. I've got to give to Adam Thomas. We've not seen him have a full game yet. You know, he's coming back from this horrible injury. He's had two horrible games to uh, to sort of come and make a mark in, but that's exactly what he's done. He's probably the only player who can walk head held high uh, he came on against York when County uh, beat. They're a beaten team uh, all over the park. Uh, he comes on, gets the ball on the deck. This is a guy who, and this happens at any level. I remember it happening to Ryan Giggs. They come back from a, you come back from a bad injury, and you see them a little bit shy in the tackle, a little bit sort of, you know. And the, even the greats of the game will, will pull away from certain things. Adam Thomas, by no means a Premier League player, you know, he's playing in Conference North. He gets the ball out, he runs at people. He he was so keen to impress when he came to the club. Then when he got his first injury, uh, I've spoken to him numerous occasions, really nice lad. He's done the co-commentary a few times. Uh, really, really good lad. And he comes on and he plays out of position against Telford uh, when you know the, the morale's probably quite low after all the, the business going on with the traffic and whatnot. And he's come on when the morale's probably quite low when we're 2-0 down away at York. And he's really made an impact on both games. For me, very exciting player to watch. Looking forward to seeing even more of him now in the rest of the season. Watch him kick on his county career. And certainly this week, the player of the week. And do you think, just before we move off Adam as the player of the week, do you think there's a place for him in the starting eleven? There has to be. There has to be. Uh, the gaffer will probably let us know nearer the time whether whether he's able to fitness-wise. Uh, the physio, Nick McCarthy, will give his report to Jim 
you would have thought Friday night, Saturday morning, uh, and that's when Jim will make the call. But I, I would imagine Jim will be itching to get Adam Thomas back into that squad. And your player to watch for the week ahead? I feel like I'm kind of cheating here. I think we've only got one game this week, thank, <laughs> thank God. I feel but like I'm for... kind of cheating here because I, I, I want to say Adam Thomas again. I want to say he's because he's coming back to this full fitness, but I won't. I'll stop short. I'll, I'll, I'll move the book over and I'll say for me, the one to watch this week could be Gary Stockford. I feel Gary will um, will have a part to play moving forward. Jim alluded in his, in his post-match after Telford that there was players that he wanted to play that he couldn't because of traffic. Well, Gary Stockford didn't make the game because of the traffic. And that says to me, you've got a new Bo, a new midfielder in Bohan Dixon, um, who, had a, who I thought had, had a good game. I was going to yeah. say, he could, he's the, probably yeah. the other one to watch. You know, yeah. he, he did enough to, to think this is a good signing. You know, scored on debut. You know, you can't a, do much a, better a than that. Very well taken goal as well. Really, really well. It was a striker's finish. But Gary, just because of his ability on the ball, is good. That you know, he's, he's a good midfielder. We've seen better midfielders, but we've also seen a hell of a lot worse. But it's everything else that he brings to the team. The team look a little bit flat at the moment. They look a little bit de-energised. I don't know what the reason for that is. The gaffer will tell us that. But Gary Stockford gives us that energy. I think he gives a bit of a bite. He gives he gives the lads a little bit of a laugh when they need a laugh. He gives them a size ten up the backside when they need a size ten up the backside. He's probably more of a size eight, Gary. But yeah, <laughs> um, you, you know what I'm saying, and I think he could be that Duracell bunny that kicks the team on when we really need kicking on. Well, yeah, it's interesting because normally we start this podcast, we go straight into the interview with Jim, but I think tonight we're going to interview him. He's on his way here from yeah. training now. So so that you're going to ask him about that. You're going to ask him about the, the energy in the team. And whether, yeah. I mean, that, that could have been just, as you say, the deflation from the confusion of the traffic and then, you know, on having lost on, on Saturday. So it might not be a big thing. It, but that's going to be something you put to him. Yeah, it will be. You know, we're obviously going to speak to Jim about what's what's gone wrong and how we fix it. And I would imagine that energy will be a key term that he uses. How he how he fixes that problem, uh, I can't I can't guess. It'll be interesting to hear what he's got to say on that. But he's I'd be surprised if he didn't bring it up. I was in the studio on the Tuesday night, and you were at the ground. Did you did you see the hear the interview with him actually immediately after the game? Yeah, uh, I, I caught. Most of it. And what um, would you say in terms of mood? What was his mood? His mood his mood was probably the same as every other county fan. You've got to remember, for, for Jim Gannon, this isn't just a job where, you know, if he doesn't work out, then he'll just move on to the next club. This is a club, he's he's part of the fabric of this club. Um, you know, we've spoken many a times off air. We're often here till silly o'clock. Well, yeah, last week we were, we, were in, <laughs> we were in the car park talking to Jim about... Two and a half hours, was it? <laughs> and you had yeah. to get home. And it was his birthday. <laughs> and it was his birthday. And this is of, of county years gone by, of where he wants the club to go, of what, you know, the good times, the bad but times. Also, he picked some random game, said, oh, when I was it, was it Falkirk? Exactly. Was it? Who was he manager of? Ex- exactly. Uh, in Scotland. Yeah, um, oh, Motherwell. Motherwell, uh, when he was manager, he'll pick some game and say, yeah, when we played against Celtic, what, what I did was this. And then it's an hour into, like, explaining how he set up for, to play Celtic. He loves the game and he loves the club. So how was he feeling after the game on on Tuesday? Pretty much like you and I were feeling mm. after the game on Tuesday, you know. Except he has to answer for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a tricky one because I'm never going to come out and say fans are right or wrong to have a go at the manager, have a go at the players, boo them, clap them, whatever. Because the the fans are the fans. Uh, you know, I am, you are. We pay our money and we go to the games. 
to support the team and if, if you if you're getting frustrated then you have every right to prevent that if, if that's what you choose to do I wouldn't do it myself uh, but some do and now he had to face some of that after the night so he had that extra thing to deal with and it's just something that is part and parcel of being a manager I guess well we'll find that out because I think that's him on the phone <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, Chris is about to speak to Jim Gallon. So, as we said, we are doing it reverse order like Miss World this evening. Um, we've got Jim now, so I'll hand you over. This is uh, Chris Ridgeway with Jim Gannon. Jim Gannon, very good evening to you. You've good evening. straight from training. Uh, what's been uh, a busy week. We've had a, a lot of time for dust to settle now. Two games to pick over, two defeats on the road. Now that the dust has settled, just give us your pickings over and, and what have you learned from those games? I, I think in... Um, look, it's not just these two games. Obviously, looking at the away performances so far this season, it's um, you know we 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 have to analyse our performance and start taking out players who are, can play at home but can't play away from home. Um, last season, we were quite a rock solid outfit that kind of played on the counter attack. And what we have to learn this year is to be able to be expansive at home and and dominate games, but also away from home. Then to 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 get into a different mindset in terms of being resilient, keeping clean sheets and picking off the opposition. And, um, unfortunately, the last two games, we never really give ourselves a chance because a little bit of weakness here, players not quite doing the right jobs and you're one nil down and you're chasing the game. Um, Saturday was really disappointing. Um, you know, we were we had a few issues in terms of players not being fully fit, players coming off and disturbing it. But ultimately, it's come down to, to basic errors in, in not doing jobs, not doing jobs properly. Um, and then we've gone into Tuesday. Conference has gone a little bit in terms of like what where we're at, and um, I just again we've 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 given ourselves we're chasing the game all the time away from home, and um, so far this season away from home we've we've left ourselves chasing all the games, and we did enough in the Leamington game in injury time to be able to get a win, but the other games we've just made ourselves a very difficult task to get results and um, so what I have to do now and we did have a different game plan for Telford in terms of being resilient but that was compromised by four or five players not being available for kickoff. Um but I think um like I said it's just disappointing because we're sat at mid table but anybody who's seen us playing at home thinks we're a, a top three side but anybody who's seen us away from home thinks why are we in mid table? Yeah. So uh, it's difficult to assess at the moment but we're working really hard on it. Um, I think we've got to change a few things because the confidence has clearly been lost in a few players and a few aspects of our game away from home and they have to change and change quickly. As the manager and on that topic of confidence being a bit low, a couple of hard defeats to take and the stresses that that come with that, as the manager, how do you you build that back up in such a short amount of time? We're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. How do you you galvanise players and try and bring them back up in such a short time? Well, well I talk about my programme notes and what you have to do sometimes, I, I, I say to players that there's a, there's a, and I've said this throughout last season and, and throughout, and when players realise there is a thin margin between success and failure and it often comes down to one, two, three or four, five things done differently, a little bit better. Whether that be marking on the corner, whether that be a central zone, whether that be that delivering that ball into the box so you can score rather than concede a counter-attack. Um, and like I said, once the players realise the the knock-on effect of errors, then I think we take better care of the ball. Uh, we foul less. Uh, we turn over the ball better. And therefore, the, 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 the pendulum swings towards the opportunity to be successful rather than fail. Um, 
Now, if I feel I've got players that can be, that I can have confidence in uh, and trust to do the right things uh, consistently, um, to work really hard, to do all the basics right, then we move towards them. And, uh, you know, I don't talk openly with the players about this. We don't have any Churchillian speeches. Um, we talk to them individually and there's certain players who are contributing and I want them to continue contributing. And what we need to do is make sure that there's 10 or 11 players who are all working hard, all the nose is pointing in the right direction, all in it for the team, for the club and working extremely hard to get a positive result. Um, I've no fears at home because I feel we have energy and enthusiasm and confidence but it's away from home where we perhaps need to break take out weed out the little bit of weakness take away the insecurities from certain players and play with a little bit more play maybe players with a bit more character for away games I want to talk to you about home form and away form uh, a little bit later on because we've got a couple of home games coming up and it's going to be interesting to see how we approach them having just had a couple on the road the two defeats on the road I, f I felt they were different mannerisms I thought York were a big strong side and it was really hard to sort of break them down and they were very switched on at the back I thought they, they gave County a lot a lot of problems uh, for, for us moving forward they, they dealt with a lot whereas Telford it kind of felt there was a lot of things going against us when you when you look at the two different types of defeat if, if you see them as that can you can you learn different things from them to move forward I think Sam Sam Allardyce um produced his blueprint this week and in, um, I think top of the list is get the first goal. Um, if you get the first goal then there's a chance the opposition open up and allow you to penetrate again and again. Um, if they get the first goal they can lock up, be solid mm. and then just wait for you to make errors, make for you to take chances and score again. Um, and we've allowed York and Telford to do that. In terms of strength and fitness, um, we're playing against two sides manned mainly by full-time teams with full-time players who probably have a lot more experience in terms of how to manage themselves through 90 minutes at a good tempo and, and that was clearly shown I think in the York game. Um, Telford, a bit younger pros uh, but they were well organised, well drilled. They played that game as if they were away from home. You know, yeah. play with five at the back, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking to stretch the opposition. Um, so you can see what they've, they've taken their... Um, if you like, they're a way plan and used it at home and got a result. So credit to the manager there in that regard because they needed to turn around their home form and replicate what they're doing away from home. Um, we've obviously, um, when we're chasing the game, kind of like resort to a little bit more desperate football and perhaps not as controlled. So maybe that's something we need to address. Um, but ultimately, um, when you've got players making mistakes and, and lots of players playing half-fit, half-hearted, then you've not got much chance of winning any game. And what we need to do is make sure the half-fit players are taken out of the side for fully fit players, half-hearted players out of the side and get people with great heart and character. Um, and then I think we'll see that we'll have, a, like I said, a, an away performance that's built with a bit more character and a bit more purpose to get a result. You mentioned Telford's away form and home form, then bringing the away form into the home games. Stockport County now a couple of games at home, albeit one in the Cup, and we'll speak about <coughs> Uh, what the cup means to the league, etc. Uh, a little bit later on, but does it does it give you a little bit of a uh, a boost knowing that we've got a couple of games at home now rather than away, and we've we've on the whole performed a little bit better at home? Can we can we use that that momentum? Well, um, you know we've you know you could you could sometimes you can look at the um, I think last year we were at a situation where we had a really strong away form and a, a 
you know, not so good home form, but the balance of fixtures was that we hadn't played any top sides away from home and we played all top sides. So it kind of corrected itself. So when we got to the end of the season, we were very similar home and away. I think at the moment, we, the same can be said. We've played a couple of top sides, a couple of full-time sides away from home, a couple at home. Um, but at home, we've been, I think, excellent. Um, you know, we're disappointed and frustrated with the Bradford, but you've got to give respect to Bradford. They've mm -hmm. got a good game plan. Mm -hmm. um, got themselves in the top five using it, you know, uh, the basics. Um, Harry got with 2-0 down, come back. But the other games we've dominated from for the vast majority of games, and it's the type of side that I wanted to build this year that can play good football, can dominate games at home, control possession, control the game, score from different angles and different uh, sort of options. Um, so our home form has been excellent and very much where we want to be in terms of uh, being able to beat any side at home um, on our day. But at the moment, we've got a lot to correct in the away form. But perhaps in, in some regards, we can put that to one side um, We've got two home games against two sides that on paper we should beat, but we know Curzon are going to make it difficult. They'll have learned some lessons from our last game. Um, you know, it's a FA Cup, so it brings out a different type of energy and adrenaline. Uh, we're not thinking too much about North Farabee, but it's a game that, uh, you know, obviously we've, you know, it's an opportunity for us to get back to winning ways in the league. Um, but at the moment, it's very much eyes focused on Curzon. Lots of lessons to be learned from the last time we played them. Uh, both positive, um, you know, I went after training the other night to go and watch them play. Um, I think that was a, in, invaluable in terms of that extra hours you put in as a manager to make sure that you're, you've got the best and latest information. Um, They'll be resilient and strong with their three-five-two formation. So, uh, But like I said, our players um, played a really good game and got our season going against them at Edgley Park. And uh, let's hope we can spur our season on again uh, come Saturday. Obviously, you're great experienced as a, as both a player and a manager. Just talk us through what it's like having the home fans behind you, playing at home, and when you, when you know the territory, you know your dressing room, you know the pitch, you know everything about the ground. What what advantages can you gain from playing at home, and how do you make it harder for a team visiting you? Well, there's there's lots of psychological and physiological things about travelling. Generally, players are more dehydrated and more tired when they travel away from home. Um, you know, we've even we've, we've had some quite long journeys, some from difficult journeys, with uh, and, and, and in a couple of cases where we haven't even been able to feed the players because there's no microwave on the bus. But you know, we can't. You know, I'm not allowed to make excuses for things like that. Um, but they all disrupt the preparation for away games. Uh, at home, players are in a routine. They come, they're familiar with everything. Um, the pitch is nice. The atmosphere is good very positive, they get a good feel off everything around the club, get a good feel off the... F and as well as that, you walk onto that pitch and you've got all the memories of Southport and Curzon and Gainsborough and you, you want to go out and emulate that. Um, and I think uh, for me personally, I've always enjoyed Edgley. Um, you know, I've enjoyed playing for County at every single ground we've been at, but um, you know, Edgley Park for me, it's... I mean, this week we started with the, um, the third years at Edgley Park full-time, so walking in the door at half eight in the morning and opened up the doors for players to come in and train during the day. It was a great feeling. And, um, and like I said, whether it be that or match day on a Tuesday night or a Saturday, it's, uh, I've always enjoyed walking from them doors. Let's move forward and, and talk about this, this game in, in the Cup. Uh, we've, we've already picked up what's going on in the league and it's a bit of a tough time, but we can, we can get back to that in a couple of weeks because first, it's the Cup. Is, is the Cup a welcome break or would you rather be 
another league game. Let's get straight back into it. Um, it doesn't bother me really. I think it's just the next game. Um, you know, I, I sort of say in my programme notes that you know the FA Cup can be a nice distraction, but uh, there's still a bad taste in my mouth, and I hope there's a bad taste in the players' mouth from the last two games. So this game isn't just about the FA Cup and the adrenaline and all the excitement that that brings. Um, you've got the, the the fact it's a local derby of sorts, um, but then you've got the fact that I'm, we're hurting. You know, yeah. we're hurting. I'm, I'm hurting. The players are hurting, and we want to go back to winning ways. Um, so I want to see that, um, not the anger, that, but that, that steely determination to put a few rights, a few wrongs right. And I think I've got players that can do that come Saturday. Um, FA Cup games have an, an energy of their own. Um, you know, and you get these mad moments in games. I'm sure I've tasted that at Northwich at Northampton. I'm sure Curzon have tasted that with Wimbledon. So there's a lots of highs and lows coming with the FA Cup because it's not like a league campaign where you can catch up in time. It's on the day. Um, but it's nice for us to start at Edgley Park in the FA Cup. And like I said, both ourselves and Curzon would be desperate to emulate the enjoyment we got out of the Cup. You know, not road to Wembley get nowhere near Wembley teams like ourselves but it does bring excitement does bring a bit of adrenaline does bring a bit of finances to the club it's all important in terms of the bigger picture and what we want to try and achieve which is profiling the club for success and generating the kind of energy confidence and money that can help sustain uh, our growth for the club Let, let's let's talk about that then you know you know the, how, how we can use the FA Cup to our advantage last year we had a good run uh, you know a, a lot of fans got Got excited about it, myself included. I, I enjoyed the journey with the FA Cup. Just what can you take from a good cup run? Obviously, the money is there. There's more, you know, the more games you play, the more income you generate. But what can you take? What can the squad take from a good cup run? Is there good vibes that come from that momentum? Well, there's lots of things. I mean, initially, um, you know, the clubs are looking just to to fill the next two Saturdays that are allocated for the FA Cup um, and then there's a, a, a little bit of prize money um, there's a bit of kudos to be in the you know, next round and all of a sudden then each game becomes a little bit bigger and more substantial in terms of the energy it brings and the excitement it brings then you get near to the first round like we did last year and you're, you're sitting there looking whether you be the chairman or a player or a manager or a fan you're excited to be in that cup draw and you're hoping you get somebody that's kind of like going to give you an experience that you haven't had before. Um, and uh, I know from Norwich when we got into the, you know, got to play league clubs and see me players on the stage. And, and I think that when they played on the stage against team, what are professional players in the league, uh, at the top of their league, um, and have them on the rack and show that they're more than capable of performing at that level. Uh, it gives them great confidence, and it's no surprise to see several of those players now use that confidence to kick on and you know, get six-figure moves to the Football League, um, you know, as Jordan Williams and Richie Bennett have done. I mean, they were fantastic in that cup run and it really brought attention to them. So it can stimulate players' careers and bring players to note, but I think initially we, we can't be singing... You know, we're on our way to Wembley or, or think about FA Cup draws and big pots of TV money. All it is about is just doing the right, using this game to do the right professional things and just doing the right to be in the hat for the next round and take one step at a time. And if we take two or three steps, then we can start enjoying what would be an exciting FA Cup run. Well, let's talk about the first step then. Let's talk about Curzon Ashton and, and the team. You know, the team have trained tonight and it has been a heavy week, but one one positive I think that we can take, certainly from the Telford game, was, was Bohan Dixon and his is very well taken goal. Really, really good to see. What What were your thoughts on Bohan's debut? And 
Um, I, I think, again, we've seen a player that athletic profile is excellent, technical profile is excellent, took his goal really well. Where I was sat at the dugout, with just the shape on the shot and the power. Uh, to beat a keeper at the near post from that distance takes a, a great shot, um, and that, that shows the, the the ability. But look, I've, I've seen I've seen him do that um, away at Spennymoor uh, and Scarborough. Uh, so you know, in, in the Eva stick. So and he's uh, he's in he's built up some fantastic experience over the last couple of years. Um, he was at the mainstay of the attacking midfield line at Southport and himself a milk defiled. Um, things haven't been right from Halifax. Different styles. Sometimes clubs are not a good fit. He's come in here, uh, whether we play one ten or two tens, um, in behind the nines. Um, then I think Bowen's well equipped to give us creativity, uh, power and pace at the right time, and goals. Um, so it was good to have him, and uh, it was great to see Matty Warburton perform so well away from home as well. So, um, like I said, it's stimulating that kind of extra dimension that we want in our attacking line, where we have a little bit more depth to some of our options, because at the moment. Uh, the goals have been limited to one or two sections, so if we can get some midfielders chipping in from open play, then all the better. Well, maybe another almost feels like a new signing then is Adam Thomas, and I think he's been a, a bit of a positive as well. Both games, I thought he's he's made an impact when he's been on the pitch. I, th- I think he's, he's been a bright spark. He's moved well forward. How how is it having Adam Thomas well, back in the squad? I, I tell you what, it's fantastic um, for Adam. It's fantastic for us. I mean, I mean, I had a, a relentless week last week and. Don't know how many hours I put in for the club, but you know we had the training Monday, match Tuesday, training Thursday. But on the Wednesday and the Friday was our 21s game and our FA Youth Cup game. Uh, but it, it was a pleasure to go to Skelmersdale and see Adam Thomas perform because I just thought to myself, he's back. You know, um, he's had a tough, tough time. Um, he knows that I've believed in him and had confidence in him to, to keep him on. Give him a year, not, not some trial basis, to trust that he's going to be a player for us. Um, and his 60 minutes in that 21s game was fantastic. Um, I'm sure the hairs on the back of his neck jumped up when I said, do you think you'd be capable of 20 minutes come Saturday? And, you know, um, he was well up for it. And I, I think he came on and, in some regards, embarrassed some players who'd been played more regularly than him. But perhaps that's the enthusiasm and adrenaline comes from missing a game. And um, But again, you know, I trusted him. I was going to play him on the wing against uh, Tamworth but I had to use him as a full-back because of issues with players not turning up for the game um, and he did fantastic there again mm-hmm. got forward shows great energy great athleticism knows what he's doing and goes about his business in a very professional manner and um, come Saturday we'll be looking to use him for a little bit longer um, so we've got a couple of players who now that are starting to add to the squad but we just have to be careful that we we manage the minutes and get them up um, you know, it'd be nice to have Ben McKenna back. We've got Bowen getting there. Um, you know, hopefully Sam Minhans um, had a little bit of time for his um, his groin issue to to, to stabilise a little bit. So um, we could do with those players and those energy. And Gary Stopforth as well, another one who's looking really strong. So if it wasn't for the M6, I think they would have had a few more minutes under the belts as well. I, th- I think you're right. Just just finally, I want to touch on that because what has been a tough week, an undeniably tough week, we're we're ending it on, on positives because we're talking about Bowen Dixon coming in looking good, Gary Stockford looking strong, Sam Minahan maybe coming back, Adam Thomas looking sharp. If these good vibes are coming out of the players and into you, can that can that go on to the rest of the team and, and galvanise them to maybe kick off a cup run, which then we take into the league? Yeah, th- th- this is why it was so tough for, for someone like Steve O'Halloran um, you know, to, to make an error that cost us a goal. 
But we've we've asked him to play three games in 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 eight days, um, just after returning from injury, and and that's down to needs most in terms of Clarkie being injured and you know other players being out of sorts or out of form. Um, we've had to use Dan as a right back because of Sam and so on. And um, but like I said, we you know we we had we had two phases last year where I felt we weren't great, and that was at the start of the season, and and it's relentless pre-season when you consider part time. We've got players who've. I know myself because I'm back in work in my day job and I've got other players who are saying, I'm knackered. Uh, they're back in work or, you know, um, the little bit of holidays they might have been able to take in August to, to recharge the batteries. They're not being able to use as much. But we've got... Um, so we had a, an indifferent start last year. Um, we talked about the FA Cup, which was great for us. But then we had the midweek games that caused us... Again, it, it culminated with a, a little bit of a disappointing four-game period for us when we mm. were catching up those games. Um so, like I said, from our perspective, I think when I look at my squad and I look at the way we've played at home, I'm, I'm really excited about what we can achieve this season. Uh, what I have to do now is just keep recharging us and getting us right for away games. Um, because if we can turn the form away from away from home, uh, the, the away games, start picking up points, start picking up wins against the teams that we can beat, um, then, then, then we've got a chance of having uh, the kind of season that we've been expecting. Well, Jim, here's to a good cup run. All the best for Saturday. Thanks very much. Really interesting stuff, obviously, uh, between you and Jim there. But just to wrap up, we've got news of a gig tonight. Yeah, a very special gig, actually. James Vinton, a lot of Stockport County fans will remember. Uh, former attacking midfielder of ours. Really nice lad as well. Uh, always speaks highly of Stockport County. His dad is in a band called The Trend. Uh, and they're playing the spinning top now. Obviously, I've played the spinning top a few times in the past. Great, uh, great venue to play. Uh, really look after bands, and I think punters uh, have a great night. And they look after the club as well, of course. They work with the club. Percentage of ticket sales and CDs, etc., go uh, towards the, the county supporters cooperative. Uh, so, if you if you're looking for something to do, Martin, maybe you and I'll go down. And they often play the match out live. On, they, a Saturday, on a Saturday afternoon. They do, which is an uh, extra incentive to get down there if you're a county fan and you don't want to make an away trip. But yeah, uh, James Vincent's dad is in a band called The Trend and they're playing at the Spinning Top tonight. So yeah, support James, support The Trend, support The Spinning Top, support County. We'll see you next week on the County Live podcast. Support us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on the County Live podcast. Thanks, Chris. Cheers.